Welcome to the Cultivate and Respect Podcast. This is Darcy Castro. I am your elite national American woman of service 2019, dedicating my year of service to sharing fun and practical ways to be good servants to ourselves and one another. In this podcast, you can listen in on inspirational, sometimes funny, and always love-infused conversations about creating respectful environments in our own communities and in our own hearts. Follow the articles and podcasts at DarcyCastro.com. And a big thank you to Naomi LaViolette, singer and songwriter behind our creative and beautiful theme music. Let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Cultivating Respect with Darcy Castro. I just so enjoy our conversations, and I'm really looking forward to sharing this discussion with you today about boundaries. So hopefully you had a chance to read the last article and it is recorded as a podcast if you'd like to consume it that way, but it was titled boundaries, 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 exclamation point. (laughs) So if you're like me, this is something that, you know, we need to talk about and we need to remind ourselves on a regular basis. So today I'm really excited to have with me my new friend, Renee Wagner, who has just launched and is preparing to launch a new luxury living uh, lifestyle magazine called The Magazine. So I'm going to introduce you to Renee. Welcome so much, Renee. How are you doing today? I am great. Thanks for having me, Darcy. This is a, a great uh, morning start on a Friday. So. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time <clears throat> to do this with me today. I appreciate it. You know, for those of you that are avid listeners of Cultivating Respect, you know, I'm just a mom hustling it, four kids, working out of my home office. So sometimes this podcast is not a perfect recording. So if the phone rings in the background, if the dog barks, you know, we've both been dealing with sick kiddos. If you hear a little bit of that, you know, I know you feel us, so it's all good. (laughs) But Renee, let's just start out. I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, So just to go back a little bit, um, I'm a seasoned pageant competitor, um, going back to when I was 18. I'm not going to date myself too much, um, but I, I did compete for a couple of years, and I love the entertainment industry. Um, I moved down to South Florida for about eight years. Um, then I relocated back, kind of traveled the world and did pharmaceutical and worked for um, a really big national, international health company, um, doing their marketing. Um, but really wasn't content in corporate America for a very long time. Um, I moved back home and I settled down and I met my husband and I have two wonderful children. Um, they're six and eight years old. And as I was a stay-at-home mom in the years of being a stay-at-home mom, you face all those challenges of um, trying to redefine yourself and who you are outside of the workforce. Yeah. And that's what mm-hmm. happened. And so as I was home, I went back to school, I finished my business and management degree, giving me that personal growth that I needed as well. You know, being a mom is my first priority, of course, Um, but I needed that personal uh, fulfillment as well. So I went back to my roots and said, hey, uh, maybe I'll try the pageant industry again. It was like almost 20 years that I didn't compete. And so I don't know why I didn't. So I did and I loved it and it was frightening and scary and rewarding and it just kind of led me to where I am today. It opened up all of these 
feelings and all of these uh, emotions that I didn't realize were still there. So I wanted to take what I was feeling and put it into a better avenue and showcase it and say, hey, maybe I can use my story and my life to inspire someone. So I thought the pageant industry was a great platform for that, platform-driven um, pageantry is that, which is very misunderstood um, these days. So that's what I wanted to do. Um, but then I met someone, a competitor, and we became really good friends. She's not my journalist. And we just started partnering and doing different things in, in the entertainment industry. And I said, hey, I'm gonna start my own publication. I think it's a great way to connect people, to inspire others and really showcase who I am in another way. Um, so that's what I did. I created the magazine based, the magazine publication as a, the formal name just to inspire others by inspirational stories. So inspired to inspire by people just sharing who they are, what they're doing, and just sharing their story to help others. And that's my main goal with the magazine. Yeah. Gosh, that really resonates with me. Um, well, first of all, like hashtag um, the, the sisterhood is real. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> this is, you know, uh, it's, it's not cliche, but there's so, you know, and that's, this is a discussion for another time, but there's so much to be gained. Um, from the positive aspects of pageantry and the sisterhood and the network is very real. So that is how you and I met is through a mutual pageant friend who's become my pageant sister and really great support system. And um, a lot of these uh, tangible moments in my life where I've been propelled forward, you know, a lot of that has had its fingers in pageantry somehow and that connection so I'm really grateful for that. <laughs> I'm so yeah, grateful that, I mean, that this is how here. we were able to meet. And uh, yeah, you know, like how you were saying about, you know, just kind of being at that juncture in your life, you're like, well, what's next? You know, I think that, you know, you and I are kind of in that same age group with the kids and the kids getting older. And yeah, you do get that, that little itch to be like, you know, I'm ready for a change. What's next? And I think it's pretty exciting that you have you know, jumped into this media um, industry with the magazine. So tell us a little bit more about this publication and what readers can expect. Um, so it, it started in September of 2019 on an idea, like I was explaining, and it kind of just took a life of its own in a very short time. Um, the concept and the foundation is bringing people together through their stories and through inspiration. So although it's luxury lifestyle magazine, the basis of it, the featured stories you'll see are people who are making a difference in some way through what they do in their life, whether it's through their story, through their brand, um, through a nonprofit they support or through a nonprofit, nonprofit they've developed. Um, you know, we have, so many different industries that are going to be involved in the magazine. The magazine isn't just for one industry, not just for one type of person. It's going to cover a very diverse, um, you know, field of different things that readers can really, you know, take some benefit from or share it with someone else. You know, we have um, a veteran segment, military first responders. We have a segment that luxury cars that they support nonprofits, they support nonprofits, they support 
we have Orange County Choppers, one of the co-founders with me, Santos Lopez. Um, they're big nonprofit supporters. Um, we're partnered with an affiliate of uh, CBS, The Donna Drake Show. Everything that she does is very inspirational. She brings on brands that are, you know, founders of different um, industries that they develop holistic ways of healing or authors who have created books that are inspiring for, um, you know, the opioid epidemic. And so there's so many different layers to the magazine that I believe anyone today can relate to it in some way. We have authors who uh, write books for children who have uh, transplants or are waiting for transplants. So there's going to be very a very different diverse and a very large range of readers. So oh, that's exciting. so awesome. I love it. I'm so excited to see it. And I want to say I'm really excited to be a part of it. So um, for those of you that don't know, Renee has offered to syndicate my Cultivating Respect initiative uh, with the magazine. So you're going to be able to read on the website and in the print publication, my Cultivating Respect with Darcy Castro content. So I'm really excited about this because I feel like it is a good fit. So obviously after our first conversation, it was like, wow, your uh, value structure is totally aligned with mine, especially with what I'm trying to do with cultivating respect and kind of hearing with everything that you just laid out right there about, you know, being inspirational, but connecting communities and supporting nonprofits and, you know, finding the inspirational nuggets and, you know, connecting communities. I mean, I feel like that is so much what I'm trying to do with cultivating respect. And I'm very honored to get on the ground floor with you and help you out with this and, you know, hopefully provide you some really fun content that your readers are going to enjoy. So I'm excited about that. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I really feel that since we started this brand, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we've so many people aligned and I, I know it's all out of my hand. So I leave it to the grace of God to guide me and show me which way I should be going. And that's kind of been my guiding light. And the people who have aligned have really made this publication, including you, what it is you know everyone that's part of it definitely has some really great substance and um you know integrity of what they're doing to really make a difference and do something outside of themselves mm -hmm. to for the greater good of other people so i really feel that the magazine is not just a publication or a physical item it's a it's a feeling it's a place to come to be part of something and that's what i wanted right. to create because it's pieces of me it's what you it's what i looked for from the outside always looking in i'm like how can i create something that i would want to be part of that i look forward to be part of how can i do that so i always think of the magazine as something that i always wanted myself to be part of giving that to someone else Right. Right. Well, you know, your passion for it is evident and obviously that's really going to carry it a long way. Um, which, you know, I think that's what we all want to do, right. Is find that thing that we're passionate about. Cause that's really the greatest gift that when you're, you're, you know, what you're doing, your work, your career, whatever it may be, if that aligns with, you know, what really excites us and we're passionate about, like that is really is the greatest gift. So Tell me, Renee, like, what is it that motivates you? I think, you know, my children have always, since, I've, since I'm a mom, I think everything that I do, and every mom sure relates to this, is based on their benefit. What can I do to be a better person 
what can I do that's going to benefit them in the long run? And what legacy do Mm -hmm. I want to leave them? What do I want them to remember their mom by and other people? So when someday comes and I'm not here, I'm, I'm leaving them a really good piece of me and a really good foundation to grow and be the people they're meant to be. And that's my job. That is my main focus. No matter what I do, it has to be in their benefit in some indirect way. Um, so when, you know, everything I have, I mean, can I say this without getting too emotional? Right. Um, they're, they're my purpose and they're my why. And I, that has to always fall in line with what I'm doing. So they're my motivation. And so, yes, it's a personal goal to succeed and do something that's greater than myself, but the main motivation behind it is my family and my children. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like you're speaking and I'm just like, I'm sitting over here just Mm -hmm. nodding in agreement. Like, I totally agree with that. And I think that is so noble, but it's so loving, you know, like what a loving thing to do for your family to, you know, do your best to align your goals, um, inside and outside the home, you know, um, that kind of like leads us into this discussion about boundaries, because especially as a mom, I think sometimes it becomes cloudy. The boundaries become cloudy and we can really lose ourselves or, or it can become very unclear where where the family ends and we begin, I think. And, um, you know, so that's why creating this, this uh, piece about boundaries was, you know, it was very important for me too. like, you know, writing this out. I do not have it all figured out people. <laughs> I don't, please don't ever infer that. Like, I think that I do, cause I certainly don't, um, but I am doing my best and I want to share these nuggets, um, with others, but you know, I have to read reread my work on a regular basis. And, you know, setting healthy boundaries is just something that I've learned as I progressed into the middle of the middle age. And I think it's, you know, it's just an important piece of advice, you know, um, setting boundaries with ourselves first and setting boundaries with others. Um, so, you know, you're a business owner, you're a mom, you're a wife, you know, you have these aspirations. So there is like, probably no answer to this because it is difficult. I hate it when people feel like, how do you balance it all? Like balance, mm, balance might be a little bit of a myth, but you know, as a business owner and a mom, so Renee, how do you try to set boundaries that help you achieve your goals? Well, that's exactly what you said. It's definitely a struggle. It's definitely challenging. And of course, you know, being a stay-at-home mom for almost eight years, uh, and now a business owner, it's hard to separate yourself from that mindset and not feeling the guilt or the, the stress of, you know, there's so many hours in a day. Am I doing enough in each area that needs me? Um, am I, you know, setting the right boundaries? Am I time managing, managing my time the right way? Are things not being addressed that I should be? So it's a, it's a daily challenge. And, you know, it's something that I work out every day and my normal person wants to please everybody. So the boundaries for me is a really challenging element. Yeah. So it's, it's I so, I, yeah. I'm so with you on that one. You know, it's, you know, I think for me, um, as I've learned and evolved 
uh, through, you know, maturing. I think that I've gotten a little bit better about setting boundaries with other people, but sometimes I'm not as good about setting boundaries with myself. And yeah. you know, a big one for me, and I kind of start this off in the article is sleep. So, <laughs> you know, I think when we're younger, especially when we're like moms and the kids are little, like that's a really, that can really be a challenging one. And, but now it's like, you know, I know now for certain that my best days are when I've had enough rest, when I've gotten to bed early and when I've gotten up early, like that's, that's just me. You know, like I need to be up 545, 6am to start my best day. And then I'm up, I get my little workout in and I, you know, my home workout and then I, you know, help get the kids off and then I start my day and I'm not thinking, oh, I still need to exercise. Oh, I still need to do this. Like it is for me, the perfect foundation for the perfect day for my, my most productive day where I feel the best about myself. Okay. But that backs up to getting to bed early enough, not being on social media, not being on, you know, any sort of device, you know, like it's all like, you know, you, all, you have to back up everything. And, you know, that starts for me at like 8.30 on a weeknight and I just put my kids to bed. Well, now what? You know, I have to make good choices at that moment. So then it sets me up to get the sleep that I need. So then I have the foundation for the day that I need. And that's a personal boundary. Like I'm the only one responsible for that. So, you know, that's something that I just have learned that I need as the years go by. And like, I didn't sleep well this week because I was not feeling well. And then I had sick kids and then my sleep was off. And then it's like, I woke up this morning. And I'm like, forget this. Like I have got to like be extremely firm about, you know, and that, that I communicate that to the other people in my household. Like, don't bother me. I'm going to bed. <laughs> you know, right. like and I had the same week and you can tell by my voice, it's a little froggy. We're all not well in my house. So the sleep yeah. is definitely challenging at times, but I, I'm really inspired by your article, boundaries, 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 because I'm going to print that and have that everywhere because it, it helps. And you know, when you read something, mm -hmm. it, it points out things that sometimes you're not addressing. And so I definitely appreciate that article and what you just oh, said. I'm so glad to hear that. You know, boundaries really, they're, they're a, they're a human right. Like I've written about this before, like, you know, it's part of our dignity. It's part of our rights as our, in our personhood to state what works for us and what doesn't. And we shouldn't feel guilty about that. Like right. it's, it's very easy, especially in the role of wife <laughs> and mother to feel like just constantly needed by everyone. And sometimes you have to put boundaries on that. And boundaries with ourselves. You know, I also talk about in the article about, you know, our goals and our to-do list. Like, are all of those goals like what we really want? Or are we trying to please someone else? Or are we doing it because we think that we should, but it's not really what we want to do? Like, you know, part of having good, healthy personal boundaries is, is evaluating those things as well. And I've definitely, like been guilty of that in the past yes. and like had this to-do list where I'm like, and I look at this list and I'm like, and then I'm stressed out because I know it's never going to get done. <laughs> and you know, and it's like, wait a second, it's okay to tell other people no. And it's also okay to tell myself no. Right. You know, so it's, it, it's just, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's, the list will be there. Yeah. <laughs> the lists are forever going to be there. And right? I, Aren't they though? So I love my list, but like you said, they're just one list. And, you know, the boundaries 
and the expectations you set on yourself, that's the one that, you know, I struggle with. And the yeah. one that I feel, like you said, are we, am I doing it to please others? Am I compromising my boundaries in my own family? Right. Um, so that's a really great um, aspect to look at. And I, I definitely Yeah. Know. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that resonates with you. Um, I have does. this giant whiteboard in our office that's mounted on the wall. This thing is like ridiculously huge. So a <laughs> lot of stuff can go on it. <laughs> I've got it like personed out to like four different categories. And at one point the thing was so full and I was feeling so overwhelmed. I literally just wiped it all off. I wiped it all off. And then I started over and I felt like very nervous to do that. But I was like, you know what? Nobody's going to die. Did I die? No, I didn't. <laughs> and, you know, I started over and that was very freeing. And I feel like it got me on the right track again. Um, but that was, you know, again, that's like an internal thing. Like that was my own boundary for myself. Um, you know, I mean, I think this is just a common thing for all people and, you know, it's something I think we could all do a little bit better in those areas, but, you know, looking at, you know, your network, your family, your friends, you know, how do you think other women can recognize the need for boundaries? And then how can they have the courage to set those boundaries? I mean, we all want to be healthier and happier, right? But it does take, it, it took courage to wipe off that whiteboard, <laughs> you know? Like, how do you think women can even recognize those needs and then set those boundaries? What would your advice be? Can you hear me? Oh, there you are. Yeah, we got to oh, there lost, for a second. <laughs> I lost I lost my internet and then the volume was checked off. So I didn't hear your last question. I apologize. I was like, oh no, did I accidentally like disable the Zoom? <laughs> I you Sorry, know, it's so funny, I, like being like, you know, uh, as business owner from home, uh, like I do not like being the IT guy. I say this all the time. Like I spent an hour on the phone. Oh no, more like two hours with Apple on Monday. And I was oh, like, no. I just, you know, that's one of those things that when you're working independently, like mm, you got to deal with it. So sorry, folks, <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> yes. My internet didn't cooperate, but I'm back. <laughs> okay. Well, Hey, it wasn't a total loss and we're still recording here on our end. So it's all good. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so, you know, backtracking, you know, what advice would you give women about boundaries? I think boundaries for me and the advice I would give would just be, um, be re like realistic and, you know, set the boundaries that you know that you can uphold to mm -hmm. so that when some days are more challenging than others or some situations come up that you feel that you haven't, um, you know, you didn't really set the boundaries that you were meant to just kind of be easy, easy on yourself. Right. Um, you know, I tend to put a lot of pressure on myself to get a lot done in a day. I'm sure we all do. Um, but I think setting the boundaries that are realistic for your life that, you know, you can abide to on a daily basis and gradually put those in for me, I'm so inspired by your article and I want to, I want to, um, do all of those things, but I, I'm not going to do it in one day. It's going to take time. So each thing I will, you know, imply into my life as time goes on and just kind of adapt to that 
you know, gradually. Yeah. Yeah. No, wise words, you know, it's a big undertaking. And sometimes I think it's like a, you know, one step at a time, things start small, grow from there. Um, I think one of the more difficult things that I wrote about in this piece was near the end was like, I think we also need to self-reflect on how we are respecting the boundaries of others. So, you know, actually, if you're not respecting the boundaries of others, it is a form of bullying. And, you know, we talk about bullying, you know, usually think about kids at school. It's a school issue. Schools are dealing with it. I'm talking to my kids about it, but are we really thinking about like ourselves? And in and, and October, I wrote a piece called, Could the Bully Be Me? And, uh, you know, it's a difficult one, you know, to ask people to reflect about that. But I end this piece um, with, you know, asking people to reflect on that again, because, you know, um, I remember once, you know, this will be a confessional moment, but, you know, I've been very involved in a lot of different um, groups Um for many years, it required volunteer work. And, you know, I'm good at like, you know, rustling up people, motivating them to help. But I had one of my good, very close girlfriends said to me once, she said, Darcy, you know, it's actually really hard to say no to you. So you need to be careful because you're so, you know, I have a big personality and I don't mind asking people to, to help out when I'm in projects and I'm a good leader. But she's like, you need to be a little more conscious of like, when somebody says no, like don't ask two, three times. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, do I do that? Like, I do do that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've never forgotten that. You know, that she had the courage to say, you know, you're just a very charismatic person and sometimes it's hard to say no to you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to be more aware of what other people's boundaries are because I think I'm just blind to it because I'm so focused on my goal and what I'm trying to accomplish. I might not be, oh gosh, I think I, did I lose you again, Renee? I think I just lost her. So stay, stay, stay with us here, I'm friends. Back. Oh, there she is again. I'm okay, back. we're good. We're good. Oh I know it like goes uh-huh. ding dong. So I know. So now we know. Okay. <laughs> so now we I know think- how to be prepared. <laughs> we, uh, we got some weather. So I don't know if that's interfering. So I definitely apologize. Yeah. I think we might be okay right now. <laughs> it's still, it's still working. Yeah. We um, have had like zero to little snow in Connecticut. And I heard that up where you are, up north of Boston, you guys got, you guys got actually a little bit of a storm. So no worries at all. Don't even worry about it. But, um, yeah, so we'll get back on track here. So I kind of want to jump a little bit over to, you know, talking about cultivating respect. And I think this means a little bit something, you know, a little bit, it's a little bit different for everybody. And I always love to hear my guests and the kind of their perspectives on it. Cause I learned something from everybody. So yeah. You know, how do you, Renee, how do you think, you know, you're a mom, you're a business owner, you're very in touch with your community. You know, how do you think we can create a more robust culture of respect and inclusion? Um, I think just being, you know, more aware of um, what's going on in your communities and also um, trying to think of the, the, a better way right, to put yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just think having a better understanding and respect for your boundaries and, you know, the outside, you know, world, mm-hmm. your communities, I think, um, I'm trying to word this the right way, but coming out so clearly, um, you know, I think that's kind of how I see, um, you know, creating that. Right. 
Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I think that awareness of what is going on around us, you know, it's one thing to like demand people be kinder and more respectful, but it's another thing when you understand the climate, you understand people's struggles. I think sometimes just trying to wrap our head around, you know, being compassionate enough to think everybody's just doing their best. Like don't assume the worst of our communities. Like everybody's just trying to do their best. And if today their best is like for us, very crappy, (laughs) sometimes we need to like try to come to a common understanding of that. And I think that if we can like view each other through that lens, like it helps us to understand one another a little bit better. And like you said, like kind of understand the climate of the community and have a better understanding of what's going on. I think the world is so, you know, opposed and everyone is indifferent on so many things. So, you know, having that respect in our culture is kind of, it's one of those challenges again, that, you know, you have the politics and you have the the media. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just on a radio show yesterday and one of the questions was a political question and how I would deal with, you know, being a media person, how would I deal with this in a media stance? And so, you know, I, for me, I don't, I have my own opinions, we all do, but in a media standpoint, you know, you have to just have respect for everybody. Everybody is doing, you know, what they need to do as they're doing it. And so, you know, what's going on in the political world, I may disagree, but I have respect for each side. And as a media person, I would definitely be neutral on all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's different forms of culture respect and, you know, you have different situations, you know, in your community, you deal with, you know, with your children in school and the situations that they, they deal with. So I think, you know, it's a very, that's another very challenging thing. I think kind of cultivate that. Yeah, no, I think it's one of our biggest challenges right now as a collective society, you know, which is why I chose this as you know, an initiative that I wanted to work on. Um, you know, I just think that it's so it's something that affects everybody right now and everybody's got a platform, right? Everybody's got right. a computer in their hands with access to the entire world that we're walking around with literally attached to us all day long, every day. And it's very easy to, you know, um, have an opinion and be a part of a discussion and, you know, but we all have a choice whether, what we're going to consume and what we're going to put out there is necessary. If it's helpful, if it's truthful, you know, and I think that it just starts with us. It really starts with each one of us. We cannot, I cannot sit here through cultivating respect and tell people what they need to do, but I can help people look, you know, turn that lens to the inside and say, what am I doing to create a more respectful environment? How am I responsible for that? Because that's all we have uh, power and control over is ourselves in the end anyways. And, you know, especially in situations where we feel powerless, the best thing is to do is focus on what we can do. I agree. The actions that we can affect. I like what you wrote in in your article. If you want people to respect you, you must first foremost respect yourself. And I think that, you know, is how the world is. And I think I really... I like what you wrote and it really kind of hits home. So you have to set those boundaries 
of respect for mm-hmm. yourself. Yep, that's so exactly what it is. It's your it's time. Boundary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People won't respect your time if you don't, and they won't respect, you know, your life and what you put out if you don't. So that's a struggle for me as well. Like I'm guilty of that. Like if I don't respect my time and I just really let my time go, no one's gonna say, "Hey, you need to address other things in your life. You're putting too much time here. You need a boundary there." Right. So I think mm-hmm. that's a really tough thing I think for a lot of people especially being a mom um you know working moms stay-at-home moms what whichever you are and what you're doing you know that's a tough one I think and so that's a it's a it's a great tool to imply in your life but mm-hmm. it's, it's really important yeah no, I totally agree yeah. you know kind of along those same lines we were talking about you know respecting others begins with respecting yourself. You know, what are some ways that you try to be good to yourself? Um, well, I try to be a good example and for my children and, you know, exercise, try to eat really healthy so they see the healthy habits that I have. So, you know, those are ways that I prove to myself that, okay, I'm taking care of myself so I can be here for a long time. Because right. I want to be here and present in my children's life. And, you know, life is life. And you try to do what you can to make yourself as healthy as you can be. Um, so those are the ways that, you know, I respect my life and what I am given. And trying to utilize what God has given me in different forms and different um, things in my life that have happened. Or, you know, I want to use those. Those are feel good items for me because if I can share my story or share who I am in a positive light for my children for anyone outside looking in those are the ways that make me feel good oh absolutely you know I love talking about self-care because I definitely think for a long time that is something that I put on the back burner Mm -hmm. or I associated with like luxury you know like (laughs) self-care is like you know Like, and that's not a bad thing. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, but I've definitely come to that conclusion that for me, self-care is kind of doing the things for myself that I tell my children to do for themselves, (laughs) you know, (laughs) getting enough sleep back to the sleep discussion. Um, yeah, like you said, eating right, you know, taking good care of ourselves so we can achieve our goals and we can be there for our kids and we can be good examples for our families, you know? It's totally all wrapped into one. Self-care is different from everybody. I think it depends on what your goals are, you know, but, you know, and how you respond to things. Like I tend to be someone that when I'm not um, respecting my own boundaries, I can tend to fall into some traps of anxiety. So I need to really be careful with that. And because I'm not my best self when I'm suffering from anxiety, I'm not, I'm not my best self to, to my family, you know, and, and to me, it's like, oh gosh, if, uh, that's the thing that makes me feel best about everything in life is if I'm doing my best for my kids and my husband, like, that's just me, you know, like that's my, yeah, I agree. that's my jam <laughs> for some people, yeah, it's I- the career, you know, whatnot. But, you know, so I know that I need to be really good to myself to take care of myself the best that I can. So I can accomplish that goal. And then I feel great. You know, it's all so intertwined, you know? Yeah, I agree, um, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, Tell me a little bit about your goals and aspirations. You know, like, what is this, 
What does the magazine look like to you six months, 12 months down the line? Um, so the, my goal and aspiration is to create a community where people are so inspired by the magazine that they want to be part of it in really positive ways. We're going to, we're going to be creating um, different events, um, some motivational speaking events. We're going to create uh, some fashion driven events. Some of our fashion designers are very inspirational people. So we have a woman who is a, uh, a Navy veteran. So she's going, she's out on the West Coast. Um, she's a very inspiring fashion designer. We, you know, we have another fashion designer. She's running for Congress. She's a two-time breast cancer survivor. So we want to showcase these things in the magazine. So we're going to do that through events. Through our TV side, we are developing more of a uh, mini-series show out of the magazine TV network. So we'll see some of that. My goal with the magazine and the TV side of the magazine is to really bring, bring people together and people stay together. You know, there's so many publications out there and they're all great in their own right, but I want the magazine to be unique in itself where it's not a magazine, like I was saying earlier, it's a place that people feel united and they feel they can come to, to meet people like you to feel inspired to do something better outside of themselves, or even if they're stuck, or they just need right. some type of community, whether you're mm -hmm. a mom, I was in those shoes, I was a stay-at-home mom, I felt alone in my own, my own life, never knowing where those outlets were, so those are the things the magazine will, will be talking about. I will be writing myself um, articles from my standpoint of my life, and you know, every issue will have a letter from me relating to everyday life things that I have challenges, some things that are positive as well will be in there, negative. So people can see the realness of people. Um, I always say the magazine is like people magazine minus the negativity <laughs> with, like all this, <laughs> with all the inspiration. Oh, nice. I love that. And I love that concept of like creating community. I think that is just part of our human condition is to crave community. And, um, and also, you know, in hearing you talk about this, um, it reminds me that I think sometimes it's hard for women to get off the ground when they have a good idea, because we can be crippled by that false narrative of, oh, but there's already so much out there. Why, why mm -hmm. do we need something else? You know, why me? Like, who's going to listen, you know? And it's mm -hmm. like, that is so not true. And I think it's, you know, as a, as a female entrepreneur, is that something that definitely can hold us back is that negative self-thinking. I did not hear you say that at all, but I know that these are thoughts that I have had with oh, my work. 100%, it's like, definitely. why? Who's going to listen? Like there's so much out there, you know, already, but it's like, no, there is a place for your voice and there will be an audience who needs it. You know, there are going to be people that need exactly what you have to say and what you're creating with this. And it's going to be just the perfect community that somebody needs, you know? Well, and, that's, and, and that's, just, you know, that's one of those uh, stories I want to be told is you do hold yourself back because of those negative thoughts you tell yourself there. Why me? Who's going to listen? Who's going to read it? Who's going to care? There's so much out there. Someone else is doing it better. And you can tell yourself that for a long time and then you don't do those things or you let go of that and the fear, which 
took over me for a very long time, held me back for so long, thinking I wasn't capable, um, that someone else can do it better, why me? Until I actually did it. And I, that's kind of something I always want to talk about someday when I'm speaking. I want people to understand that one concept that held me back for so long. You know, I could have done 10 years ago, but because I told myself that I, I didn't need to because I wasn't that person because someone else was doing it better, why would they listen to me yeah. or, read, or read my magazine or read anything or listen to me at a, a seminar? You know, that kept me back and it held me back from doing the things that I felt mm-hmm. I wanted to do, but just didn't see it in myself. But then when I let go and I let everything that was coming to me in and I took it and it's scary. Of course, I, every day I'm, it's scary, but you know, when you believe in something and you then believe in yourself, I think is when that fear kind of diminishes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Renee. <laughs> I just, oh, everything resonates with me so much, you know, like ladies, the only thing that is holding you back is you. It's not your husband. It's not your kids. It's not your lack of resources. It literally is your own self-limiting belief. Like your dream might evolve. It might not exactly, you might get to the, you know, you might get to the top of your hill and it might not look exactly like you had planned, but that's part of the life process too. That's part of the evolutionary process of having a goal and having a dream. But it's fear. It's the fear that is within ourselves that we're holding on to, that we're letting having the power over us. Like, what are you afraid of? Meet it head on, tell it no, and just do it. <laughs> just do it. And maybe you need a catalyst. You know, maybe getting involved in something is your catalyst. You know, for me, you know, I've had a career and I do have a career. I'm a professional writer and a consultant. So, you know, I, I do, I have paid work outside of what I do with cultivating respect with Darcy Castro. And I'm grateful for that. And it has been, you know, uh, very fulfilling for me for many years, but I've wanted something more and I haven't exactly known what that is. And I felt guilty about looking outside of my family. Like, shouldn't I be totally fulfilled? I have four beautiful children and the most amazing husband. Like I wake up every morning still. And I'm like, is this my life? Because again, a story for another time, there was seven years of my life and another marriage where I was totally miserable with an abusive spouse where I thought very differently. And now I have this completely different life and a completely different platform on which to stand and see myself, which has enabled me to be much more positive and to be much more forward looking. But still I thought, you know, I had that inkling, but it's like, you know, what is it? Why does it matter? I always, I am constantly writing in my head all during the day. And I have to stop myself and be like, okay, I'm not in writing mode right now. I don't, you know, I don't have time. So I'll have to table that. But you know, I know I have something to say and, um, now I finally had the courage to just put it out there. So, and, and my catalyst was the American women of service pageant. It was getting back into pageantry after 20 years, being a Miss contestant in the Miss America system in the nineties. And then, you know, totally not being involved in any, you know, I was a judge here and there and things like that, but not as a contestant, really not with my fingers, you know, into the industry. And now I'm back in it. And it was, that was my catalyst 
to light the fire and be like, yeah, somebody cares. They want you to do this, go do it. So if you need to find a catalyst, go out and look for it, whether that's a a group that you're going to be involved with, Toastmasters, you know, volunteering with a group, you know, pick something that's going to help you achieve your goals that's in line with that. You know, service is a great way is to get yourself involved in something that's meaningful for your life that's going to propel you to the next level. So that's my soapbox moment for the day. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that. And, and everybody has a story and we all hold on to those stories for some reason. And those stories in my life have held me back because mm -hmm. one, you don't feel like you're good enough in, in certain aspects. Yeah. Tell yourself that. Yes. And so you don't think that people will even look at you in the stance that you want them to because you tell yourself. Yeah. But yeah. And get, sometimes it's okay to be like, that's not my narrative anymore. Right. Now it's and not it, denying what happened in your past, but it's like, that's not going to be what defines me anymore. Like I'm literally right. turning towards the sunlight and walking in a new direction. Right. And it's, it's so, there's a word. It's so um, like reviving to let go of that. And mm -hmm. you feel like you're given this new thing in life. And that's kind of what happened with the magazine. It, it gave me this new, you know, vision of myself and another yes. light that I never shed on myself. Oh, yes. So it's, it's one of those things you just you don't know till you do it. And if you don't do it, you'll never know. I so, so agree. I'm, I'm a cheerleader on your side. <laughs> I love that, you know, because that's exactly, that's what it's all about. You know, you see in yourself in a, in a new light. I mean, that literally just gave me chills. That is so beautiful, you know, and what a blessing. And that right there is going to, you know, it's just going to help carry you towards even more success. And I'm really excited to be a part of that and to watch and to help out. So Renee, tell us how people can get in touch with you if they want to subscribe or they want to advertise or they want to contribute. Um, so you can find us um, at the magazine publication on Instagram, Facebook. Um, our website is themagazinepublication.com. And you'll find uh, articles in Darcy. You'll find, you know, news press articles that we've done recently. And we have some really exciting things coming in. Some new technology we're going to introduce to the whole media industry. And you can find it all on our website coming soon um, this new, uh, all the new updates. So of course on Facebook and Instagram are our main social media accounts. So we look forward to seeing everyone, uh, be part of our community and part of our brand and really growing with us. I think it's going to be such an exciting venture for anyone involved. Absolutely. Well, you heard it here first folks. Darcy Castro, or excuse me, um, Cultivating Respect with Darcy Castro is being syndicated by the magazine, a new luxury lifestyle and inspirational publication coming your way um, based in the Boston area, but definitely it's going to have a big reach. So we hope that you'll follow it and you'll contribute. Maybe you'll consider advertising. So keep up with us, keep up with the articles at DarcyCastro.com. And also folks, I just added a new feature to my website where you can subscribe to my email list. Uh, it has come to my attention that I do put out a lot of fun content. And if you're not going to the, you know, the site all the time or, you know, getting, uh, 
my stuff in your social media feed that you might be missing it. So let's uh, make sure that doesn't happen anymore. So go over to darcycaster.com, subscribe to the email list. I will not spam you, I promise. But I will send you some really fun, regular content that you can listen to and be a part of. So please join. All right, everybody, have a really great week. Renee, thank you so much for joining me today. Even with your sick little kiddos, you took time away to help me out, and I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Very <laughs> All right. Thank thanks you so, so much. much.